Well, good morning. I had to make sure I went up those stairs the right way because my wife is here, and if I don't put my left foot up on top stairs from the right way, I'm in trouble when I get home. Because <laughs> your left foot, that's my good leg, has to go up on the stair, and if I'm going down, I have to use my right leg. That is my bad foot to go down with. Does that make sense? Okay. Doesn't make sense to me either, but that's what I have to do. And happy wife is a happy life. And since she is doing my therapy six of, well, no, five of seven days, I think I'm going to keep her happy is what I'm going to do. What do you think? I think I should be doing that. The book of James, chapter number four. The book of James, chapter number four. Now, um, I told my son when he asked me to do this that I would probably be on drugs uh, when I was going to be speaking. He said, that's okay, they're used to me. And uh, so I don't know what he meant by that. So uh, I don't know if y'all have drug testing here or what goes on here at this church now. But uh, anyway, I'll leave it at that and go from there. I hope I'm not going to be tested on the way out. Um, but I do have prescriptions for all mine, so all mine are legal. But uh, I am not totally responsible. What's that? How's that go? I'm not responsible for what I'm going to say uh, from here on out. So you all have to just take me as I am and go from there. First crowd wasn't too bad. They said I was short, so they kind of liked that part. So they could get into where they're going pretty quick. All right, the book of James, chapter 4. Let's stand, if you would, please. And uh, you should have the scriptures on uh, PowerPoint behind you. But if not, I hope you have your Bible and... Um, let's read this together, okay? So uh, do this with me. Uh, I want to make sure you're awake. Uh, I'm awake, uh, I think. And uh, But read this in unison with me, okay? So that means I'll start and let's all keep together uh, through verse number 17. Verses 13 through 17. So let's go. Verse number 1. Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we're going to such a city and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain. Verse 14. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Verse 15. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Now pay special attention to if the Lord will. Okay? Verse 16. But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Okay. Verse 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Now, with your hand right there, turn to Proverbs chapter 27 if you can. Proverbs chapter 27 should be on PowerPoint, but if you've got your Bible, Proverbs chapter 27, verse number 1. And this verse just really, I'm not going to spend time with it, but really ties into what we're saying. But boast not thyself of tomorrow. I think so many times we just have this attitude, well, tomorrow's mine, I deserve it, and it's going to be my, be my day. For thou knowest not what that day may bring forth. And uh, so th this morning, I'm going to preach a message called Really. Um, I put this together the uh, week before I had knee surgery. And um, just so happened, I had two funerals. I had one on Thursday. I had one on Friday, uh, right before I had knee surgery. And it reminded me once again of just how fragile this life really, really is. And so the title of the message is Really. And the reason why I put this, the title of the message really is because I think sometimes we really think that we're in control. We really think that 
my plans that I have for today, and by the way, as I turn around and look at you, this is hurting me a whole lot more than it is you. I just want you to know that. But we really think that I have control of this afternoon, and I have control of tonight and tomorrow, but all it takes is one phone call um, from somebody reporting a bad report on somebody, or for us to be in an accident, or for us to have some tragedy of some type that I just recently had. Um, I mean, let's just be honest. We really are not as in control as we think we are. And so that's why I put that topic there, the title of, really, let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to realize that you are a great God and you love us. But also may we understand that we are human beings and we are created by you. And uh, we need to uh, so many times realize just who we are and be thankful for all of your blessings upon us and to pray out this prayer of uh, if it's your will, really if it's your will, this is what we'll do today or tomorrow or the next day and to live by if it's your will. Please help us today to examine our own hearts to make sure we're in right order uh, with you by uh, relationship, making sure of our own salvation, and by fellowship, by making sure that things are right in our life as well. Thank you for each person here. Thank you for the way you love us now. With my son, his wife, and my two granddaughters, and keep them safe as they travel now. Thank you for all that you do. Fortune Christ, let me pray. Amen. Thank you. May be seated. Um, it's kind of like... Uh, this uh, young man saw a sign at a restaurant that said, free lunch tomorrow. Okay? Pretty easy to understand. So the next day, he thought that's a pretty good deal, so he brought his friends to have lunch at the restaurant. And when they finished eating, they had a waiter came up to him, to them and had a bill for $100 plus to pay. And so he's surprised, and he didn't want to pay, so he looked at that sign, and he said, hey, hey, hey. He said, see that sign says, free lunch tomorrow. And I saw that sign yesterday, so the day's free. The waiter answered and said, no, no, think about this a little bit. The sign says free lunch tomorrow, not today, so today you have to pay. <laughs> and I think sometimes we live for tomorrow and forget about living for what? Today, so many, many times. If psychics are so very, very good, now think about this. It is a $2 billion industry. $2 billion industry employs over 96,000 people, but I don't see psychics doing that well financially out there. So if they are that well off and know that much about everything, I don't think we'd have a line waiting at any of the stores out here for scratch-offs. I think they'd probably have it pretty well locked down. And yet we have people wanting to read their fortune, know what tomorrow holds for them. So today I just want to give you three quick thoughts out of these portions of scriptures in the book of James, chapter number four, so for us to consider when we think that we really, really are in control of our life. We really know what's going to happen for tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, right on down the list. Okay, so number one, don't leave God out. Don't leave God out. Please, 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 as a Christian, please don't leave God out. Look at verse number 13. Go to now, sarcastically, I think, put out there, 
Go to now, ye that say. You really think that you are so strongly in right order with God that you can just say to God, today or tomorrow, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, whatever I think I should do. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to do it next year, whenever I'm going to buy and sell and get gain. Uh-uh, that's not the way it works. He doesn't forbid us from making plans. Don't, don't, get, don't get the scripture wrong. Or get me wrong. Proverbs chapter 6 talks about the ant. And, and I think it's a wise portion of scripture that talks about that and, and being ready for the uh, winter and the summer. And then Proverbs chapter 21 verse 5 says, The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteous. I think preparing for the future is a wise thing to do. Nothing about that at all. But I do think, listen to me, I do think, I do think when we prepare outside of God's plan for us is when we get ourselves in trouble. And this is where the, pro- the problem was, okay? These people are saying, I really don't care what God thinks about me buying this house or this car or this business or, or, or doing this, this program or whatever. I'm going to do pretty much what I want to do. I really don't care what God thinks. Not going to pray about it. Not going to think about it. It really is all about me and what I want to do. And so I'm going to go do it. That's when you're going to find yourself in trouble every time. So don't leave God out of it. Just as the, the group that sang, and, and, and boy, I've enjoyed listening to them, uh, saying we sometimes forget about who God is. Now, I won't ask you to raise your hands, but I would hope and pray that the majority, if not all of you, are born again and saved and headed for heaven. Amen? Can you say that? Amen. Okay. Um, and, and I'll tell you what. I know me. And, and I don't know you, and, and you don't know me. Uh, but I know me, and I know I needed the, uh, the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ to wash away my sins. And I know I did not want to go to hell. I know I wanted to go to heaven. Did you want to go to heaven? Huh? I, I did. Now, I ain't jumping on the train today, okay, unless he puts me on that train. But, but I'll tell you one thing, if I'm, if I'm on that train today, I'm, I'm ready, okay? Because I know who he is. In John chapter 8, Jesus is having a little discourse with his disciples. And Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I said to you, before Abraham was, I am. He wanted them to understand, hey, I want you to understand that I am, I am, I am, I am. And I love this little thought that's put out here. It says, if you live in the past, it'll be very hard for I'm not there. Don't dredge up all the past and try to, to pull Jesus down through there. He says, my name is not I was. If you live in the future, it'll be very hard for my name is not I will be here. But if you live in the present, it's not very hard for my name is I am. I am. I am. I'm here with you. Walking through whatever we're walking through, I'm here with you. So don't leave God out. Verse number 13. Number two, be aware life is very fragile. And it is. Life is very, very fragile. Um, Probably many of us have been very blessed to have the years we've had. Uh, 22,000 times a day we breathe in air. 22,000 times a day. Some a little more than others, but that's basically where it is, 22,000 times a day. Guess who gives us the ability to breathe in that air? Okay? There's a, 
I'm not even mention the name. There's one drug that I don't know what these doc. What does? I'm gonna get myself in trouble. That's okay. I'm on drugs. Um, I left the uh, I left the doctor's office. I think my six prescriptions. Is that right, honey? Six. Why do you have to have six prescriptions for a knee surgery? I'm thinking my now I wasn't totally cognizant of everything that's going on, and maybe you're a doctor here and you can explain. But six prescriptions for a knee surgery, and 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 a lot of the pills I'm not about to take. And of course, my my kids were all like, "Please come to us, we can sell and make money." And I'm like, "No, we're not going to do that either." Okay, but uh, crazy world out there with what's going on. Okay, we've forgotten who's in control of this. Look what he says in verse number fourteen. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. What is your life? It's a vapor. Just like that. When I was laying there in that, in that little gurney there waiting to have surgery, the anesthesiologist, a real nice gentleman sort of guy, and he said, are you nervous? I said, no, I'm really not nervous. I really was never nervous. Because I remember a lady years ago, and, and I'm like her. Either way, I was going to win. I woke up, surgery center, I was going to get, I didn't know I was going to get this, but I was going to get uh, uh, ginger ale and some saltine crackers. And they were good. <laughs> I'm sure they cost me, but they were good. If I didn't wake up there, I was going to wake up in heaven. Okay? Either way, I was going to win. Is that right? So, so why, why, why do I have to be nervous about this at all? And so I, I think sometimes we, we forget that, that life is fragile. And, and he says, why are, you, why are you living your life and forget just how fragile this life is? Be thankful for this life. Enjoy this life. Make decisions for this life every day uh, that, that you're going to live this life as a Christian. And if you're not a Christian, then make sure of your salvation. Second Corinthians 6.2, For he saith, I have in thee a time accepted in the day of of salvation of a sucker, go now is the accepted time. If you're not saved, if you're here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please understand something. Nobody, nobody's too bad for Jesus to save. Nobody, nobody. If he saved that thief on the cross, if he could save me as a sorry varmint teenage kid, if he could save you, trust me, nobody here is too bad, too bad for him to, to wash away your sins forever. So why in the world would you not say that sinner's prayer and, 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 and make sure of that for all of eternity? And then after that comes baptism. And, and uh, they that gladly received his word were baptized. They didn't argue about it. Didn't debate about it. Didn't have to take a vote about it. Was, listen, I, I got saved. I got baptized. When I got married, I put this ring on. I've had that ring on my hand since June 10th, 1972. I don't have to wear it to, to be married to that lady sitting there in the blue. Uh, but I want people to know that I am married to her. Okay, I love her. She loves me. Uh, I don't think she loves me. No, I, I know I don't love her as much when she makes me do these exercises. I'll tell you that right now. I've had to pray to the good Lord about her a couple times on this stuff. She's, she's tough. Physical therapy should have been her job somewhere along the way. But, uh, you know, some years, man, we've been together. But if I take this ring off, we're still married. Okay? Baptism doesn't save you, but it demonstrates what's happened on the inside. And then church membership 
Romans 12, verse number 5, so we being many are one body in Christ, everyone remembers one another. I don't know about you, but I, I need brothers and sisters uh, in Christ. I received a bunch of little notes and texts and emails and during this downtime, and it's encouraging to have words from brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay? We need each other. Uh, um, I, I need brothers and sisters in Christ to be there, to be my friends along the way. And then we need service. We need those who are willing to serve, to give themselves, to put forth an effort uh, in their lives. In John chapter 12, verse 26, if any man serve me, let him follow me. Man, I, I, God didn't save us to sit, soak, and sour, just to take and take and take and take from, from his blessings upon our lives. He, he saved us to serve and to give forth. Look at verse number 17 of of that chapter, if you would, in James chapter 4, verse 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him is sin. We, we know what we should be doing. We know what we should be involved in. We know where we should give and where we should be uh, working in, in, in God's church. So therefore, let's be aware that life is fragile. and Let's give what we've got. Uh, I'm 71 years of age, man. I don't know what I've got tomorrow, but I want to give today. You know, people probably think I'm crazy up here three weeks out of surgery tomorrow preaching. But, man, my son asked me, he said, are you going to be ready? I said, yeah, I'm going to do the best I can and go home and ice this puppy, okay? But as long as I can preach the Word of God and do the best I can, then I'm, I'm going to do it, okay? This life's fragile. This may be the last sermon I, I ever preach, okay? Uh, I've left all my other sermons for Shirley to preach. No, she won't be preaching sermon. But you know what? This may be the last one. So life is fragile. Let's make sure we use every part of it. So let's not leave God out. Let's, not, let's, let's realize how fragile it is. Number three, and I'll finish up, but look at verse 15. Humility is needed. How we need some humility. Look at this. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Humility. We live so arrogant sometimes, kind of like, I'm in charge of my life. I've earned this. Uh, I work for this. I do this, whatever the case may be. No, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, you, you have everything you have given to you by God. Amen? Amen. By God and by God alone. Okay? Um, if, if, if I heal from this and able to walk down the road straight, uh, everything I've got is going to be given to me by God. Okay? When, when are we going to realize, really, we are created by God, we're blessed by God, we're kept by God, we're going to be taken to heaven by God. We are, we, we are so blessed by God in so many ways. And he says here, if the Lord wills, have that, that humility there. Look at verse number 6 of chapter 4. Go back just one, back a few verses in this chapter, verse 6. He says, but he giveth more grace, wherefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace on the humble. I walk around saying, look at what I've done. Look at what I've built. Look at, look at where I live. Look at what I drive. Look at what I have in my bank account, whatever. Um, you know, you better be thankful for everything you have, every blessing that you have in this life. Verse number 10 Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. You don't have to walk around patting yourself on the back. You do what's right. Even if you don't get it here, you're going to get it in heaven. I just preached on the judgment seat of Christ. 
I'd rather, listen, I really, 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 really would rather receive my rewards in heaven than I would here because they're long-term there in heaven forever. So we need some, some humility here. I like what Ken Hughes, an author, wrote. He said, if we plan out our lives to be a student, we plan our lives for a job, for a life partner, for education, for everyday activities, we should always say, if the Lord wills, if the Lord wills, this is what I should do today, if the Lord wills, this is how I'm going to live my life, if the Lord wills. Wonder how that would change our lives if every morning when we got up, we'd say, first thing, if the Lord wills, this is what I'm going to do today. Now, I'm a creature of habit, very much so. And pretty much I have in my mind a list of what I'm going to do during the day. And if I got up every morning and said, if the Lord wills, with that list... I wonder what it would do to all of us. We'd have that attitude of, if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills. Not my will. If the Lord wills, that I would do this, do this, do this, do this. But only if he wills. Only if he gives direction to me to do this. That would take out one thing that we have a real battle with. Don't raise your hands, but I'm sure there's a few warrior wards running around here. Anybody smiling at me right now? Worrying? Huh? Worrying about the future, worrying about government, worried about kids, worried about grandkids, worried about how life's going to be, worrying about whether the roof's going to fall in, on on this goes. Huh? You know what? If you get to an attitude of where if it's the Lord's will... Kind of resolves a little bit of that worrying some out there. <laughs> I, I laugh. I have dealt with warriors in my life. A husband was awakened by his wife's ongoing concern that she heard a burglar downstairs. <laughs> One night, as usual, he slowly got up. <laughs> he went grumpily downstairs and found himself staring down the barrel of a gun. The burglar ordered him to hand over all the household valuables and started to leave. Please, sir, please, sir, the burglar, <laughs> the husband blurred out to the burglar, said, before you go, would you do me a really, really big favor? Would you please come upstairs and meet my wife? I really need you to do that. She's been expecting you every night for the last 30 years, and I need you to meet her, please. <laughs> That's one way to resolve your worrying. <laughs> I was laughing about that. We spend so much time worrying about nonsensical things that never happen. Why don't we just say, if the Lord wills, how much better off we'd be than worrying about stuff that's never really going to happen? A burglar coming upstairs to see us after 30 years. Worry has nothing to do about it. Tomorrow may never come for so many of us. Don't leave God out of it. Life is fragile. Humility is needed. I'm going to close. I'm not much into poetry, but I found this, and it fits so very, very well. Because I, I do think so many of us live thinking tomorrow's promise to us. 
even at 71, I'm thinking, well, I got this planned out for tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. I got to do this, got to get this done and got this doctor's appointment and got this doctor's appointment and got to get this, this, this accomplished and got these meetings in September and November and on and on this goes and you know, I got my life planned out for the rest of the year and God's like, hey, hey, Goofy, <laughs> you preach it on the, on the topic that, you know what, I've got your life planned out. Really? You think you got life planned? Uh-uh. I got your life planned out. You need to say, if the Lord wills, then tomorrow will come. And that's what brings me to this thought here. Tomorrow is not promised. Valuable lessons have been learned in this life. Some have brought joy. Some have brought grief. Misery and even strife to some. But the most important lesson to be treasured by all is recognizing that tomorrow is really not promised to any. In the past, we cannot recall since it's been proven and the fact stated is true, take the time today to do what you must do. Whatever song you must sing, sing it today. Whatever words you must say, simply say them today. Whatever joy you are to bring to others, please bring it to them today. Whatever peace you must make, make peace on those matters today. Whatever you must do, don't hesitate. Just do it today. Whatever dreams you have dreamed, fulfill them today. Whatever you have to give, go ahead and give it away today. Whomever you must love, don't be afraid. Love them completely today. And whomever you must forgive, feel free to forgive today. For it only takes one moment, and our lives can slip away. Tomorrow is not promised. We only have today. I don't have a promise of tomorrow. You don't have a promise of tomorrow. But I do have one promise. I have a promise that when I take my last breath, I'm going to be in the very presence of Jesus Christ for all of eternity. And I ask you, do you have that promise? Do you have that assure, surety in your own life that you know Christ? Second, have you turned your life over to the Lord and said, here, it's really not my control anyway. It really is yours to control. I need to turn it over to you and let you take control. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Lord, if there's one here today who does not know you personally as their own Savior, I pray with a deep heart. I'm here not for any personal reasons. I'm here because I care about people. And I am concerned about those who may not know your personal Savior. And if there is one here today or even online that does not know you as personal Savior, may they pray that simple prayer that simply says right now, with sincerity in their own heart and their own mind, 
They simply will say, Lord, I know that I am a sinner. And I do believe that you came to this earth as God's son. You lived a sinless life for 33 plus years. You died on a cross for me, for me. You loved me that much. And you were buried and you're resurrected. And someday you're coming back. And I thank you for loving me. And I ask you now to wash away my sins, all of my sins, past, present, and future, as far as the east is from the west. I thank you for the promise of a place called heaven. Not because of what I have done, but because of your grace and your love. Thank you for your salvation, your love. Help me now to let others know about my salvation, to follow up with baptism and church membership, to find other believers to fellowship with. And God, I pray for those who need to make other decisions about their life, about rather living it for themselves, but living it for you, to ask that simple question, if the Lord wills, I will do this. Help us to seek to do what blesses your heart, your mind, as we live out these lives, living and serving you. Thank you for this good church, this good pastor. Continue to bless it. For it's in Christ that we pray. Amen.